Hi, I'm Heather Knight, and this is the Surviving to Thriving podcast. One in four women will experience severe physical violence by an intimate partner in their lifetime. We're going to discuss the taboo topic of domestic violence and the tools our thrivers have used to succeed in life. We want you to know that you are not alone in this fight. Please keep listening if you or anyone you know has been impacted by domestic violence. Before we get into today's episode, I would like to thank our sponsor, Night Protection Services for making this podcast possible and all the support they provide our cause. Just a, a, a few more questions. I like have millions of them. Um, <laughs> so Matthew McConaughey talks about his familial trauma and all of these things. And he said that he can kind of look back at it and say, yes, I was a part of that situation, but I'm not a victim and I'm, I refuse to be a victim. And I, you know, like, I'm not going to sit here and say, I'm not like that because I was the victim in this situation. So, and this kind of then forms into how looking back at it, you are clearly able to take some of that responsibility in that relationship. So what steps did you have to take and how have you kind of worked on that being able to say, you know, no, I pushed those buttons a couple times or I, you know, didn't just get up and walk away. I continued to egg, you know, that situation on because there are a lot of people in these situations that are like, nope, I was just a complete victim and nothing that I did contributed to this situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think the most, I think victimhood is something that's that's really misunderstood, right? I think you can be a victim of domestic violence, abuse, any, you know, any, whatever you are on the spectrum, um, and also have some responsibility for showing up in it, right? So I don't think it's, victimhood, I don't think it's black and white. So I think we have, you know, when, and I think this is where things get a little tricky, right? Because certainly in like, the like new age philosophy world, like in the coaching world, you know, you're not a victim of anything or, you know, you, you know, you choose, you choose your own, you choose your experience. And sometimes we're victims. We're victims of domestic violence. We're victims of abuse. Absolutely. We are. There is a perpetrator and there's a victim. Now, how did you end up there? How did you end up choosing this person and what in your childhood and your trauma in your sort of trauma mapping led you to I mean ultimately what we're doing is we're conflating love and abuse and so we somehow conflated that in our in our sort of infant usually our infant brains or our very young you know stages of development we conflate we we lock together um, love and abuse and so later down the line when we come to meet an abuser, we think it's love and we stick around for it and we keep choosing it and choosing it and choosing it. So our responsibility is to recognize those patterns in ourselves so that we can do the healing work necessary to change so that we're no longer lightning rods for that. We are no longer absorbers of that kind of abuse. And, you know, (laughs) a horrible, horrible, terrifying statistic that I'll just throw out there, um, is that, you know, we know that 50% of first marriages tend to end in divorce, right? 68% of second marriages also end in divorce. 
and 74% of third marriages end in divorce. And it's exactly because of this. We think I'm the victim. He was the perpetrator in whatever, you know, at whatever level, right? He was just an asshole, right? And we get rid of him um, or her. And we just keep going about our business. And we choose someone else and it's exactly the same. And then we get rid of him and we choose someone else and it's exactly the same. Different, you know, different textures, different feel, different whatever, different shape. Same thing. Because it's your same, your trauma is doing the picking. So we have to heal that trauma. That's our responsibility, right? So I think that, I think that you know, the word victim, I just think that when we say like, no one's a victim, I think that's bullshit. We are, absolutely we're victims. That doesn't mean that we don't have some responsibility for our own healing and growth so that we can then choose better. Definitely. That makes sense. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. And I, I'm glad that you explained it like that because yes, you can, you can be a victim of sexual assault of domestic violence and all of those things. And you could have in that moment had no responsibility in the action that was taken, but overall of this scenario, you have to be able to take that responsibility to grow from it so that it doesn't happen again. Yep. I, you know, I, I tell the story sometimes and it's a very controversial, I think, or it feels like people freak out about it sometimes, but I was molested when I was eight years old in a park by a stranger. And what happened was this strange man comes up onto the rocks where all the kids are playing, all of the other kids scatter. And he targeted me. And he was like, come here, I want to talk to you. And my people-pleasing skills were so ingrained at that point that I went. I didn't want to hurt his feelings, right? I was so codependent. My codependency was so strong at eight years old that I didn't want to hurt this man's feelings. So I, so I went and followed him and he molested me. And... I'm not saying that I am responsible. I'm 100% a victim of a child molester. And I have to look at that and go, holy shit, wow, I was so codependent that unlike all the other children who were like, ah, this doesn't feel right, I'm out of here. I was like, oh, I don't, I want him to like me, the strange man in the park, <laughs> you know? And that's where I actually get my power. I actually get power by recognizing where I'm responsible so that I can work to change it. Because if we're just victims all the time, then we have, you know, then all right, just be a victim forever and ever and amen. Right. And yeah, and and continue the cycle and never break out of that situation. Right. Yeah. So I, I want to get into your coaching program as well. So what is like the number one number two, number you know, a couple things that you address in deciding whether or not this is like, this is a bad relationship, you need to get out of it or okay, a marriage therapist, marriage counseling could work. And so let's, let's see what we can do. Yeah. Well, I mean that, so that's, a, that's an interesting, um, that's an interesting question. I mean, my program is basically broken out into three main modules. Um, each module is a lot. 
a lot. I mean, look, this is the biggest, probably one of the biggest decisions you'll ever make in your life. And this is, we're talking about my program is, should I stay or should I go? That's the, you know, that's the crux of this. And so the first module is really that self-work that we've been talking about. It's doing, understanding codependency patterns and habits. And, you know, because what we're trying to decide is, well, we're trying to decide multiple things, right? There's a lot of education. In the second module, there's, there's abuse education because some people, you know, I hear, I hear stories. I have a, I have a Facebook group of over 3,000 women who tell their stories every day. It's the most active <laughs> Facebook group I have ever been in. And there's so much, so many women who are being abused and treated so horribly, and they don't even recognize it because they've been in it for so long. This just feels normal. And to our point earlier, their childhood trauma, it just makes it feel normal, right? And so there's a lot of edu education on abuse. Then there's also like, I'm just not happy. Is it enough? Is it enough for me? Like, he's a great guy. He's fine. He's a good dad. But I just, I don't, I'm not, an, I don't love him. Like, what is the expectation of, of relationships? And is it enough for me to just want to be happy? So the first part is really about that self-work value, like doing some of the most powerful work is even in values exploration, because you start to realize that if, if your values are not compatible, this is not going to work, right? I, I know people who, and this is a great time for this, because I think our values are very um, in our faces right now with the election and, and this administration. You know, I also have a, I have a client once who's doing the value work, and she was like, oh my gosh, she said, I just realized that like what my top, my, one of my top values is personal development, like and doing work. And I'm married to someone who has literally said to me, I am who I am. I'm the person you met 20 years ago. I haven't changed and I have no interest and I don't believe in therapy. And she's like, and I'm like, look, for better or worse, like right or wrong doesn't even matter. That's just not compatible. Right. And so that's sort of in the first part. The second part is a lot of the abuse work. Um, I do a relationship inventory, which takes you back into your history and your, your parents and everything we've just talked about and starts to map it. Like, what is the responsibility? How did you get here? Because there may be work that you can do to heal this. You know, if you're feeling dissatisfied, but it's because maybe you're not getting, a, you know, the kind of abuse that you were used to, or like, you know, he's a perfectly fine guy. Why am I so bored? You know, a lot of us who we're in like really volatile or have childhood trauma, like nice, stable relationships can be really boring, <laughs> you know? And so this is why we don't choose the nice guys, right? We choose the bad boys. And sometimes there's work to be done there so that like we can actually be attracted to a nice person who treats us well. And then the third part is inter, um, and it's also, and I also talk in the second part about all of the cultural influences that affect 20th century marriages, 21st century marriages. I talk about the mental load, talk about, you know, how much, you know, women, a lot of feminist, feminist theory in that module, because it matters, right? Are you unhappy and dissatisfied in your marriage? Or are you unhappy and dissatisfied being a woman in the 21st century? Because raise your hand, right? <laughs> we are, we've all got it going on. Um, and then the third part is interpersonal. So we talk about communication styles and, and all of that, you know, what does a healthy relationship even look like? How, like some people, most people don't even know. We have no models for this in our society, nope. you know? That um, was, we did a presentation a couple of weeks ago and that was like the biggest thing is as I'm talking, I'm like, 
everybody has done this in their marriage. So I had to stop and I'm like, please don't think that you're in an unhealthy relationship because you've been in an argument. Like it's okay, but people are going to think that like, I do this and we're talking about domestic violence. So like, I'm an, I must be an abuser because nobody has that, like that threshold of like, it's okay to get in an argument. It's okay to be frustrated with your spouse. It's okay to accidentally say something you don't mean and then talk about it later. Like we're all human. Things are going to come out of your mouths that you're like, I shouldn't have said that, (laughs) but it's not, you're not in an abusive relationship. And it's, it's a, right. the same thing because we don't exactly. know. Exactly. And understanding that, right. Gottman talks about, um, John Gottman, who's like the, you know, the grandmaster relationship work. He talks about, it's about repairs. It's not about not fighting. It's about how do you repair, right? How do you make repairs when it's, when you've had a fight? People who don't fight at all are actually, um, that's just as much of a relationship red flag as anything. So absolutely. So that's sort of, I mean, you know, my program is dense and it's, and it's in depth because there's a lot, there's a lot to be answered here. There's a lot to uncover and to understand. And there's a lot of healing that's, you know, um, has to, has to go sort of go on to be able to, you know, I, I, I love the phrase, you can't see the label from inside the jar. Right. And, and so part of the work that I do is to help people sort of get outside their own jar to sort of see what's really going on and have that objectivity, get that sort of um, bird's eye view of like, oh, what's actually happening here? Um, because when you're in it, man, it, I, I always I love that, the you know, the frog in water analogy, right, where, you know, if you put if you throw a, a, a frog into a pot of boiling water, it's going to jump out real fast. But if you put a frog in cold water and put it on a super low heat and the heat just starts to rise, it's going to cook itself to death. And so many of us have been slowly cooking ourselves to death. And you know, that's part of the, that's part of the design of abuse, right? Cause if they were, if they were, if they hit us every single day and that's all that happened, we wouldn't be confused. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, so. <laughs> exactly. So wrapping up, we just have a few questions that we ask every guest that comes on the show. So the first one is, what are you working on now? And what are you working on moving forward? Like, what are your year-long goals? Well, I'm about to launch a new program. Um, My Should I Stay or Should I Go program is getting a full sort of makeover. And that's going to be out in January. I hope. (laughs) Um, And then I'm also launching a new program, which is called The Divorce Course. Um, unless I come up with something snazzier, but, um, and that's really everything. If you've made, once you've made the decision and, and if you're going like, oh God, then what, how do you tell your husband? It's a very specific formula that I have for how to actually tell someone that you're getting a divorce. How, what, what do you do with friends and family? People have really weird reactions. How do you tell your kids at different developmental stages? Um, you know, how do you have conversation? How do you co-parent with someone that like maybe toxic um, setting boundaries in relationships, um, you know, how to, whether you should have full custody, all of those, all of those questions. So that's, I've got that coming up and, uh, and a book, my year long goal is my book, which people have been asking for forever. (laughs) It's gotten annoying enough that that's, uh, yeah, 
You're like, all right, fine, I'll do it. <laughs> Jesus, God. Well, and it, and it had sort of been on the, on the, I'd been working on it for a while and then I kind of let it go because I realized the more I work with people and the more, you know, the more work I do, the more experience I have. And it's actually a different book than I would have written two years ago. So it's probably, this is a good time. So. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, what would the new you say to the old you? Oof, Yeah. trust yourself, right? Because we, we all have a voice inside us that says, this isn't right. There's something wrong here. And so few of us trust it. And I think women in particular are conditioned to not trust that voice. Um, this is, you know, our women are, we are powerful as hell. And the patriarchy knows it. And the entire system of the patriarchy has been essentially designed and developed around squashing women's and, and, and diminishing women's power. That's all it is, right? Because, because it's threatening to male superior, the, the perception of male superiority, right? And uh, so there's an entire construct around why women don't we don't trust our intuitions. And it's not just that there's something wrong with us. It's that we exist inside of a system that tells us that, you know, we shouldn't trust our own voices. So, um, you know, that's a big, that's a big part of the work that I do. Right. And so I would, I would tell that to my younger self, trust, hear that voice, hear that voice, trust it. Everything you're writing in your journal, that's truth. That is truth. And listen to it and trust it love that. What is something that you can recommend to get someone through a tough situation? Like um, meditation or journaling or things like that? Mm. Um, you know, my biggest, uh, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of meditation and journaling and podcasts and books, and, right? I mean, I'm a podcaster too, right? So like this, but at the end of the day, these are passive, you know, these are, these are passenger seat um, activities. Meditation is not necessarily, and journaling is very active, right? But I, there's no substitute for coaching or therapy. There's no substitute for getting in the driver's seat and actually being an active participant in your own healing. And coaching and therapy are two very different things, and they complement each other beautifully. Um, but if you're going to find someone who's a, you know, a therapist, work, find someone who specializes in what you need, right? If you need trauma therapy, find someone who has advanced certifications and degrees in trauma. Um, if you, you know, work with a coach, make sure you work with a coach who actually specific, you know, specific, oh my God, specifically works with what you're going through, right? If you're trying to decide whether to stay in or leave your marriage, you're going to call me. If you just, if you want to make a career transition, I am not your coach, <laughs> right? Like that's not it. If you want divorce, you know, you want help going through a divorce, um, that's me. If you want like parenting coaching, that's not me. I mean, I'm, I'm good at that, but that's just not my, you know. So make sure you're with someone who specifically works on what you need to work on. But I do think that the more active, the more active you are in your own recovery, the faster it's going to go. Definitely. And then what is a book, podcast, ebook, anything like that that you would recommend to our listeners? 
Oh my goodness. Well, um, my podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My podcast is the Divorce Survival Guide podcast. So definitely that one. (laughs) Oh gosh. Anything else? You know, there's, there's a bunch of, a bunch of books. I think Attached is an amazing book. Uh, It's all about attachment styles, which is a lot of the stuff that we've been talking about. Really helps us understand how we you know, um, our original attachment to our original caregivers and how that affects everything in our lives. So I think that's really, I'm looking, I'm literally like scanning my, my bookshelf here right now. Oh, another one is great. Um, my friend Lindsay Ellison wrote a book called Magic Words, um, How to Get What You Want from a Narcissist. And it's really good um, for sort of creating, it's even like a, a she, she's, she used to work in, in marketing. <laughs> so it's like a marketing plan for how to like sell, sell your ideas or whatever to a narcissist. And also, oh, the best book about this um, is by Bill Eddy called Biff. And it's all about how to um, communicate with a high conflict person. And Biff stands for brief, informative, friendly, but firm. And so the BIF method is a really important uh, guide for how to communicate with with high conflict people in your life. Awesome. And then finally, how can our listeners reach you or find you? And then um, tell us your podcast again. Yeah, um, everything's on my website, kateanthony.com. And my, I have a new website coming in a couple of weeks, so I don't know where things are going to be, uh, <laughs> depending on where this airs. But um, my podcast is obviously right on the top bar there, and um, it's called the Divorce Survival Guide Podcast, and you can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, and my Should I Stay or Should I Go Facebook group, you can find on Facebook. If you search for Should I Stay or Should I Go, it's going to come up right away um, in the search for you. Awesome. Kate, thank you so much for being on the show. You have brought so much wisdom and I can't wait for our listeners to hear it. I love it. Thank you so much, Heather. And I really look forward to having you on my podcast too. So that's coming up. Listen for that folks. Definitely. If you or anyone you know has been victimized by domestic violence, please reach out to us for resources and ways our organization can help you. You can find us on social media at 2thrivingatl, T-O, thriving, A-T-L, or online at 2thriving.org.